You are listening to Alagana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories Podcast, where we share custom-made itineraries we have curated for our clients, stories from our own often crazy adventures around the world, interviews with the most fascinating people we met on the road, plus tips and hacks that will help you plan your next adventure to Europe and beyond. Coming up in this episode, tips for traveling with babies and toddlers on long-haul flights to Asia, personal travel stories from our guest, awesome and talented brand and product photographer, Clara Wang, local weekend road trip ideas to take this fall, must-have toddler travel gadgets, the things to consider when planning a trip with multiple families and with friends, how to get the best photos from each trip. Make sure to listen to the end of the episode for our super fun rapid fire questions round. Hi, Clara. So excited to have you here. This is my really first interview and I know you haven't done any interviews for podcasting as well. So I think we both get a green light and totally okay if we screw this one up. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I am so happy to have you. So I honestly was thinking like, how am I going to introduce her? And um, I don't even know how to pronounce your name properly. So I'm going to let you pronounce <laughs> your last name. I know it's Clara. I'll let you pronounce your name, obviously introduce yourself and um, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and we'll take it from there. Okay. Well, hi everyone. Thanks again, Anna. Uh, my name is Clara Wang. Um, in Chinese, you do pronounce it as Wong. Um, but, you know, I've just gotten used to everyone just saying Clara Wang, you know, Vera Wang, no relation. <laughs> although I wish. Um, so I am a mom of two very energetic boys, a first grader and a kindergartner. So a full-time mom. Um, I am also a small business owner and a product photographer. Um, the name of my business is Clara Wang Photography. Um, I help women product-based business owners with professional and high quality images of their creations that they're selling to establish that polished and consistent brand look that sets them apart from the crowd and helps sell their products faster. So that's, that's a little bit about me <laughs> in a nutshell. That's awesome. And I know we met in, on the planet internet um, when we were both yes. trying to raise our internet babies, <laughs> our businesses. <laughs> I really feel yeah. like my business is my second baby and I'm sure you feel like yours is your third baby. <laughs> because Absolutely. They, they require as much care and attention as, as real human babies, that's for sure. Yep. But I feel like we, we have so much in common, um, not only being full-time moms and, and full-time small business owners, but I think we connected a lot on the travel level, if you will. Like when I heard that oh my goodness. you, you you lived in different countries and worked for hotels. I'm like, oh my God, that's my new BFF. Like, I need to know more about that. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of hotel stories to share and oh, travel gosh, stories yes. to share. I love that. Yes. I'm so happy I met you. It's almost like online dating since like I know. COVID happened. I've met so many women like yourself, which, you know, in the real world, you know, whatever that was before, we probably may have waited a longer time to meet and connect. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're 100% right. And like, you, like, I think you nailed it on the head. Uh, like, it's like online dating, because you can meet so much so many more people online. And you can like, you feel like who you have a better connection with, and then you just start talking to them more versus, you know, like, when you go to a networking event, 
with hundreds of people and everybody kind of has their own 30 second spiel and then you come home with a bunch of business cards and you like feel like you don't know anyone <laughs> so right. I definitely like this way of connecting to women and uh, people around the world so I would love to pick your brain a little bit because I know you live in different countries can you tell us show us on the like virtual map where are you from and like what's your geographical story <laughs> So my geographical story, um, I currently live in the wonderful Fort Lee, New Jersey. Um, we've been here for about six years. I think this is actually the longest where I've ever lived in my entire life. So I am originally Singaporean. I was born there um, and still very much a citizen there but I didn't actually quite get to live there very much. I mean, being Singaporean, let's face it, you know, crazy rich Asians. That's pretty much my biography, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wish we are like the lower class. <laughs> so um, growing up, my family moved around a lot because of my dad's work. Um, we lived in different countries as expatriates. Um, I attended international schools, like a majority part of my life. So we've lived in Taiwan um, for quite a few years. Then we moved back to Singapore for a couple more years. And then we moved again to China and Beijing. So I actually graduated from an international school in Beijing. We were the dragons. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not going to say what year I graduated out of high school, just in case, you know, <laughs> it reveals my age. Um, but after that, I moved to New York City. You know, um, I wanted to live the dream of working in the hotel industry and um, where else to be than New York. And um, with college, I got to live in London and moved to L.A. Uh, with my husband. We lived in Bangkok for a few years. My older one was actually born there. And now we settled down in good old New Jersey. <laughs> I call it New Jersey. That's how I say it. <laughs> so we used to live in Manhattan as like a couple, newly married. We were dating in Manhattan. And the day I had to turn in my driver's license from a New York one to a New Jersey one was a milestone in our lifetime. That's so cool. So you lived in Europe, you lived in Asia, you lived in America. Are you guys settled on New Jersey? For, for a while now, or you have, do you have your eyes on, on an, another place sometime soon? I don't, I don't know. So my husband and I kind of both grew up, you know, moving around a lot um, in a sense where we don't really have a place we can go back to and say, hey, all my childhood friends are still there, or it's a house that we lived in, we were born in. So we don't have that. And we kind of want that for our two boys. And it's funny because, you know, the grass always seems like it's greener on the other side. You know, some right. people are like, wow, it's so great. You got all these experiences moving around. Um, but I miss being grounded, you know, kind of having your roots somewhere. And I, I want that for my kids. So probably we'll be here for a while, but you know, who knows? You never know. I'll say never say never. If, if an opportunity comes up to move to another country and it seems like the right thing to do, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you never know with this crazy life, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. Like, I've traveled a lot, but I've never been to Asia. And for some reason, when anytime I think about Asia, Singapore is like the place I want to go to. Like I don't have any crazy interest in any other places, which is very atypical of me because I, like I always say, like my favorite place is the place I'm going to travel to next, like where I haven't been yet. That's like my favorite next place. But I just, for some reason, never had like a big interest in Asia, maybe because I was so focused on Europe and trying to like learn more about it and for my business, because that's what I specialize in, in European trips. But Singapore, even before the crazy rich Asians, <laughs> was like always in like my top five places where I wanted to go. So whenever I'm ready to make that long flight, how long is the flight? Like 20 something hours? So I believe the flight from Newark to Singapore so far is the longest one in the world at the oh, moment. Wow. It's like 19 hours with nonstop. Um, but I mean, Singapore Airlines till this day, I've flown quite a few different kinds of airlines it, I'm not, I'm not being biased, but the service is just like excellent. Even if you're flying, you know, coach or economy plus, that's what we flew. Yeah. The seats are so comfortable. The service is so great. Um, so it goes by fast. <laughs> That's good to know because every time I mention to my husband something that's longer than five hours, he's like, oh, no, I can't. Like, as much as I love to travel, he loves to travel, but for him, it's like I, he has to make an effort and I have to sell him on every idea. So when I say Asia, he's like, how long is the flight? So I think he said something last time, like, unless I can get him like a suite, not, not even first class. You know, she's like, spoiled, spoiled kid. <laughs> I was like, what do you think? I'm growing money on the trees in the backyard. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah one weekend, I think that's his way of like challenging me and also like making sure that I don't take him on a 19 hour flight. He's like, yeah, when you can get a suite for me on the plane, that's when we're going to go. Yeah. When they give you like pajamas and slippers to change into and all these luxury toiletry kits yeah. and you can actually shut the door and have your own space and a bed. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> that sounds like heaven. I haven't been on a plane in over a year. And to me, it feels like so weird. Like oh what, what have I done with my life this year? It's like, it feels like a blank <laughs> slate. Like nothing, nothing that happened this year counts because I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> soon, hopefully soon, hopefully oh, Absolutely, soon. yeah. So from all the flights and considering that your oldest was born in Bangkok, you've traveled with kids quite a lot. I would yes. assume you also have family back in Singapore, right? So you go to see your family there. So how is it taking your little ones on such crazy long flights? Have like, you know, since when were you traveling with them? And do you have any tips on how to deal with, with a long flight and with a little one? So, yeah. Um, when my older one was about four months old, I took him on a flight by myself oh my gosh from but this was only from Bangkok to Singapore I'm sorry from Bangkok to Taiwan it was at that time my parents were still living back in Taiwan um it was a four-hour flight it wasn't bad but it was nerve-wracking right more so for how other people would react to a baby who's crying but thankfully he slept throughout the whole time um you know, I always thought, you know, having the bassinet was the best thing. And it was, 
if you can travel with a young infant in one of those ergo baby carrier things, one, it's safe because the baby's constantly just like strapped onto you. Um, because those bassinets are not comfortable. They're not comfortable for the baby. Um, sometimes we flew one particular airline. I don't know if I should name that airline. <laughs> the bassinet was right underneath the PA system, like the announcement speaker wow. system. So every time the pilot came on, my little one would be screaming because the speaker was right over his head. I would be screaming um, too. <laughs> and every time there is a turbulence, they will make you take the baby out. So, I mean, on long flights, there always be turbulence. So it was just a matter of like taking the baby in, taking the baby out. It was a lot. Um, yeah, and you but, were by yourself, so you didn't have a second set of hands to help you. That's always my biggest scare. Like if I, I've never traveled by myself with my son, but I'm like, how do these moms do it? Like if I have, if you have to go to the bathroom, like you have no one to watch the kid, it's, unless you ask like a flight attendant. But that's yeah. like, I always think of like the, the randomest little things that like make no sense, but I'm like, what if I have to go to the bathroom? That's it, I can't go. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's a very legit like worry yeah um so I just take them with me <laughs> I would you know think. I just take the baby with me I remember uh when my older one was very little I just only had one at that time I really had to go to the bathroom so I put him on the baby changing table the toilet bowl was underneath that baby changing table but somehow I managed to do it because you know as moms we always like figure it out right yeah so <laughs> Clearly, people who build these planes and amenities, quote-unquote amenities on the plane for kids, either don't have the kids or have never had the kids or never had to travel with the kids because if they actually tested it out to, like, try bringing an infant on the plane or tr taking them to the bathroom, like, I think they would probably rethink the design of those things because it just makes yeah. sense. Exactly. I think, I believe, um, Qantas Airlines I don't know. I'm sure things are different now, but they had a whole section on the plane that was designated for families. Um, they had some sort of like a uh, seat kind of cushion that they can convert the seats into like a bed so the kids can sleep on it. That's nice. So hopefully there will be more airlines and businesses that would think more about family travel. But the one thing now, now that my boys are older, and when you're on a long haul flight, you know, the going to the bathroom thing has to happen, right? There's no way they're not going to go to the bathroom. So I always bring um, toilet seat covers. The longest and the largest one I can ever find, I always have it in a pouch. Even when I go outside now to public bathrooms, that's the one thing I always bring, just in case. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's a great idea. I have those with me as well when my son was younger, we even had like a plastic toilet seat um, that would fold and I would carry it with me. And, but then like he grew out of it or he just didn't like it very much. So I would like bring the, the paper covers for the toilet seat and the toilet seat cover, which is like this whole thing. But then I discovered um, these bottles that are really like pee bottles for boys that look like a little elephant with a nose. And Thank oh. God, it's a, he's, you know, I have a boy, so it's so much easier. So, like, if, like I use it in the car with him. I use it on the plane. If he just needs to pee, I'm not – and sometimes, like, you know, there is a line to the bathroom, and the bathroom is not clean. 
it's like so discreet. I just use the bottle. Like you, you can't see anything. It doesn't smell. So I'm like, you know what? Number one or number two? If number one, that's it. Bottle two minutes, we're done. So I, yeah. I'll put for our listeners a link to this magical pee bottle <laughs> in the show yes. notes because it's been a lifesaver. It's been a lifesaver for us when we were last year on a London Eye when we stood for almost two hours with the skip the line tickets, mind you, for almost two hours in line to get on the gondola. We got all the way on top, literally to the very top of the gondola. We're like in this glass egg-shaped thing. And there's probably like 30, 50 people there. And my son goes, I need to be. And my friend's son goes, I need to be. It would be like at least another 30 minutes for us to go down and then like find the bathroom. And we had to take out the pee bottle. And yes, they had to share. I'm sorry, it's gross, but it is what it is. It's better than peeing your pants in the middle of. <laughs> it is. It is. When you got to go, you got to go. You but that's go. when I'm so thankful that, um, you know, I, I have boys because I think with girls, it's, it's a lot yeah. more difficult. Like nowadays, you know, we're not traveling, but we're doing lots of hiking and road trips. So we have that folding bathroom thing in the back of our car as well. Um, and I've got these bags also from the lovely Amazon. They're plastic <laughs> bags, but they have these paddings at the bottom of the bag that's stuck there permanently. You can either throw that on the foldable potty, which my sons have gone to in the back of the car, back of the trunk. We pull to the side of the road. Um, or they just like go in the bag and then you just get rid of the bag at some point, you know, but it's so helpful to just have that. But for me, I just have to keep holding because when we're hiking, there's no bathroom and yep. girls yeah. can't really just go. <laughs> That's a good idea for the road trips. I, I'm going to ask you to send me the link so I can include it in the show notes as well. And I can, we're planning a road trip for this long weekend coming out Labor Day. So I may need to get urgent delivery of a few of those. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how long, how old was one of your sons or both or the, your older son when you took him on their crazy 19 hour flight? When the so first- we, so that was the first flight with him. And then we took him at that time we were living in Bangkok. We flew from Bangkok to New York when he was about six months old. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we had, that was that during the time when we were planning on moving back from Thailand to New Jersey. So we were, you know, trying to settle things here. Um, And then the second time around when we were traveling with both kids, my youngest one was four months old and my second one, they're 17 months apart. So how old is he? Like almost two, barely two. Right. Um, we flew from New York to India. Oh, interesting. And that was interesting. So, I mean, we ha- I would not have been able to do that on my own, but we divided and conquered. You know, my, my husband looked after the older one when I held on to the little one for the entire time because that was the trip where we flew that particular airline. We flew business class, which was great, but where the bassinet was was just in – like a bad position. <laughs> so do you usually get, um, well, now that the boys are older, you have to get them their own seats. But I get a, yes. this question a lot when people are traveling with under two years old. They say like, oh, you know, it's so tempting to save an extra ticket and just to 
hold the baby on you I always say to get an extra seat because then oh, you yeah. strap them in and your hands are free. <laughs> um, yeah. But do you usually get an extra, like, do you buy the tickets for the baby? Or did you used to buy tickets for the babies when they were under two? Yeah. I think when they get big, like, you know, they are squirmy. They want to just run around and flying like domestic flights, we weren't taking too long of flights at that time. The, the, the seats are really small. So yeah. even having that one extra seat to just have all your belongings reachable and in one place, I would definitely recommend that. And I think some airlines charge like less maybe for that one extra seat. I don't know. Maybe things have changed now. But so now we have a, a set method when we travel we, we don't get all four seats in one row. We always sit like two by two. Okay. So two in the front and two in the back. Obviously, we would take one child each, but we would always put the younger child in the back. Um, the second, the row behind, just so, you know, if they start kicking the chair, they're kicking like us, you know, it's our yeah. family members because some people do get really upset when their chairs keep getting kicked and it's not to the child's fault. You know, that's just the way their legs get placed because they're shorter. Um, right. But we always keep to that method because then, you know, it, you don't like make other passengers upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good tip. I, well, I only have one. So that wasn't, I mean, kicking the, the chair is always an issue, <laughs> but I'm thinking like, hmm, next time we fly with like grandparents, I'll put us behind the grandparents so they're kicking to give me like grandpa seat. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. one or like, even we had an issue. Sometimes it's a two by two, you know, it's two two seats in each row. If there's three of you, then you know, put the child behind another parent. So, you know, you don't run into that situation. But yeah. Yeah, I don't Not know. Now with social distancing, you might have the entire row to yourself anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking the other day, that um, maybe they'll reconfigure the planes because they have to block middle seats. Well, they don't have to, but a lot of airlines block um, middle seats. And I'm thinking maybe they'll end up reconfiguring the planes and have bigger seats or have all business class um, seats. That I would pay a little bit of extra, like not twice as much, but... I'll pay like 20, 30% more if I can have a business class, like a flat reclining seat. Um, and especially if like for over the ocean you know, or Atlantic cross Atlantic yeah. flights or going even further. So that'd be nice, but who knows at this point, I would take the bassinet under the <laughs> speaker. <laughs> if I can fly anywhere, I'll take anything at this point. That was in the business class section. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything. Fascinating in the business class. Yeah. But you flew quite a bit, not only to Asia with the kids. You guys have been traveling all over the world, like shorter flights, longer flights. What are some of your favorite places that you've taken kids to? Oh, my God. Anywhere that's on vacation with a beach and a resort. Um, I feel like nowadays, you know, in the past when it was just me and my husband, it was always about the destination and we were kind of spoiled because at that time we were both working for hotels. So we always found like the nicest ones. It was kind of like in our blood because, you know, it's the industry that we work in. Um, but it was more about the destination. 
But now with kids, we always look for resorts where meals are easy, you know, if we wanted to go out to eat, you know, not just in the hotel, but somewhere close by where there it's easily reachable, walkable, there is a pool. Um, so we've gone to a lot of resort beach destinations. Um, we do want to go to Disney in the near future. I think my kids are still a little young um, because when I take them there, I do want them to remember <laughs> what it is. It's going to um, be one and only time. <laughs> yeah. This one time, then you're on your own. And I think for that trip, we're going to hire someone, someone like you, you know, who would like plan out everything for us because there's just so much going on and all yep. the coordination. It's just a lot, right? I, I think Disney in itself or any of those um, larger itinerary vacations is just out of our realm. <laughs> no, I feel you. I I agree with them that traveling with kids is not the same as traveling as adults. And we had several conversations about the hotels and, <laughs> and, and yeah. that part of our lives. Like I am... Like people go window shopping for jewelry or jeans or bags. I go window shopping for hotels. Like during this pandemic, at least once a week, I book a hotel for myself or maybe I will be able to take this trip and then I end up canceling. So I have like, I don't know, 12 hotels booked for like potential trips in the next two months. That probably neither of them are going to happen. That's our, that's our version of the add to cart, but never actually checking yep. out, right? That's yep. why we're friends because we do the same thing. We just look at the hotels and I'm like, oh. I mean, I don't care too much about luxury bags or, or, you know, like, you know, shoes or whatever. I mean, I do, but I'd rather go and stay yep. at a really nice hotel and enjoy time yeah. there. A hundred percent. And every time I look at the hotel, like I go somewhere and need to buy something and then like everything to me, I don't price it out in dollars. I price it out in like hmm, that's a two-night stay at a Ritz-Carlton. You know, like, do I really need this? <laughs> Or like, hmm, this is a, like, I could swing this to be like a business class ticket to Rome. Like, so everything is, my currency is flights and hotels. That's how, like, I look at the world. <laughs> everything else is like, dollars doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yep. yep. So with, even my boys now are trained, you know, they're uh, like, are we staying at the Lion Hotel? <laughs> they call their Red Carlton the Lion yep. Hotel because we don't want them to go to school and like, you know, announce right. it and all. <laughs> yeah well our kids are definitely spoiled in the good way that they have that privilege of going and staying at these fancy hotels not that we can afford paying pool price but being part of the industry we get the perks so like yeah. i live for the perks like i could care less i mean that's i shouldn't i could care less like i obviously care for my business but like the perks is like what i live for <laughs> yes yes and it's also the novelty of it right like you know, not everybody gets a chance. You're probably not going to do it again, but, you know, just coming in and feeling special, it's, it's yeah. a great feeling. My boys walk into their room and they're like, how come there's no kitchenette in here? Where's the sofa? Isn't there a living room? I'm like, no, bud. You know, this is a different kind of vacation. It's just the bedroom and the bathroom that we need. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, I agree that Yes, kids get spoiled, but they also get to see so much of the world. And vacation with kids is not a vacation. It's not the same as a vacation as adults. Like, obviously, you we look for different things in hotels. And I, I still care a lot about the destination where I go, even. 
with my with my son and I've taken him to Europe quite a few times and I've it's interesting because I found that like when he was younger it was easier to travel with him than as he gets older because now he's like do we have to do this is this over where are we going I don't want to do this I'm like you always love what we end up doing afterwards but like me telling you that we're going to see like a 12th century castle doesn't tell you anything because you don't understand what 12th century means and you don't understand that this has been standing there pretty much in original shape since then but then when you go and you see it you're like oh you know the king lived there or like you have you have fun or you see like the medieval um attire of like the knights in shining armor and the shining armor like it's so fascinating but like when trying to get you to go there like you don't want to go because all you want to do is play your xbox so like i feel like when he was younger it was so much easier just like stuck him in the stroller and go (laughs) yeah yeah but now like as they get older i was like oh i feel like we're reaching that point where we probably gonna go to europe less over the next couple of years and more to the resort beach destinations but also like i try to like anticipate his needs and wants and i'm i'm kind of always wrong i don't know I'm the worst <laughs> travel agent when it comes to myself. Because <laughs> they're unpredictable. These they're things. unpredictable. Absolutely. And like, you know, you mentioned Disney. When we went, we went to Disney. He was just about to turn three. Yeah, he was like before his third birthday. Wow. Because I was like, oh, it's free for kids under three years old. So like, we're going to take advantage of that. Well, there was a reason why it's free. Because they, A, they won't remember anything. But I don't really care about him remembering much i care more about him enjoying it in the moment and us having all a great time in the moment because otherwise we would just not not do anything until he like is seven years old or something so he remembers. Yeah. yeah but he was also like i thought that it would be a good type of vacation for us because the year before we went to the beach and like a resort and he was afraid of going to the pool for whatever reason like he we used to take swimming classes and he was fine and then we went to the resort. He didn't want to go to the pool. He didn't want to go to the beach. He he just started walking. He was just turning two. So all he wanted to do was like run around, climb the <laughs> stairs. We had that like little backpack with a leash. And my husband was like walking a dog the entire seven days, you know. <laughs> he just he <laughs> we didn't, had one of those. Yeah. Because he was like getting everywhere and the resort had a lot of stairs from like the main lobby. And he just all he wanted to do was climb the stairs. So I was like, you know what? this is not a vacation for anyone because I can't enjoy the beach. He doesn't want to go. He wants to like explore. He's curious. Why don't we do an exploratory vacation? So obviously we didn't go to like Paris or Rome. I was like, where should we go? Let's go to Disney. Cause that felt like the most logical place to go to. And you're so right. Planning a Disney trip. Like I could have planned probably five around the world trips in the amount of time that it took me to plan three night <laughs> trip to Disney. <laughs> because it was, I, I don't plan Disney vacations and I'm happy to connect you when you're ready with the Disney specialist that I ended up, I ended up hiring to, to do this trip because I was like, I'm losing my mind. So the amount of restaurants and hotels and all of the restrictions and rules, especially now, like we obviously we went before COVID, but now I can't even imagine with all of the COVID rules. Like I would be emailing her every day. I'm like, he said he wants he likes Mickey now. Like he doesn't care for Donald. Now he wants Mickey. Like, where do we get to see Mickey? You know, like which restaurant, like it's <laughs> so much meticulous planning. I was like, Oh my God, literally I could have done a 30 day around the world trip and less time and less headache. And yeah. then when we ended up going, he, not only did we get uh, 
like rain the entire four days that we were there it was like we were soaked wet the entire time we went in end of may but that year like no matter where we went we had like six trips that year it rained everywhere i think it was just like a rainy year (laughs) (laughs) like every time we would go somewhere like we would be soaked so we had to like wear ponchos the entire time he was afraid of the fireworks he was afraid of uh the characters because in the cartoon they're tiny but when they wear those huge costumes he like did not want to hug anyone intimidating he didn't want to like have any meals with the characters i'm like what did i just spend all this money on for like all these meals that were like very mediocre like compared to the authentic food we used to eat when we like traveled to europe or south america yeah i was like this is now i understand why it's free for kids under three years old <laughs> like this was not enjoyable. Because they don't. and then the rain killed like all of like we had tickets for a few shows outside like forget it we didn't see anything so we just like spent a lot of time in it the only thing that he did enjoy I asked him like what was your favorite part he loved the monorail <laughs> oh my god trains boys right. and trains yep so yeah. i was like okay mental note trains so we t- so the following year we went to switzerland to to ride the real trains and when i asked him what was his favorite part of that trip he said the water fountains from from the top oh, <laughs> no. i was like not the trains he's like yeah the trains too but we stayed in lucerne and they had a, a ton of these little tiny water fountains that like where you can actually drink water and that was like the water system from like the medieval oh, times wow. and they, they're still functioning and the water is very clear so he loved just like you know you walk 10 feet another one another one so he loved just like playing with the water i'm like really i can't i just like can't predict your <laughs> what you're gonna want to do so that's, all they, that's all they remember they they see what's in front of them and yeah. that's what gives them so you brought up a good point and i think one of the things that you do anna for your clients which is really great is when we traveled with a very close family friend, the kids had a blast and all they remembered was like who was on that trip with them. So I, I think like, you know, sometimes it's it's one thing about going to a destination, but they remember like the people that they're with. Yep. So they, till this day, they still talk about that trip. We went to Puerto Rico with a very close family friend of ours. I'm like, what did you remember about that trip? It's like, oh, me and my friend jumped into the pool and we stayed in the pool for eight hours a day, you know? So, I mean, we've been trying to plan a three family, i.e. my family, (laughs) my husband's family and us to go to Spain to celebrate. I I don't know what, like a holiday. Um, I'm afraid of even starting to look at those itineraries. One, not like just because of COVID, but just like, you know, planning the same hotels that everyone would like and going to the same places. And our kids are a lot younger than their kids and their kids are like the moody teenager stage, you know. <laughs> and then you have my in-laws who are like 85 years old. And then my parents who are a little bit younger, but they are very set in the ways of what they want to eat. And the other ones don't want to be in the sun. So like, you know, I think it will be great for the kids to remember for the rest of their lives. But just the planning part of it, I, I don't know. (laughs) No, I agree with you. So traveling with other people, kids do remember a lot because we, I always make a photo album after we come back. I make like a physical, like for album, not just the pictures on on the computer. And I love to flip through them and I get my son to sit down with me and, and I tell him, do you remember this? Do you remember that? 
So he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that we, Sawyer and I were, like, playing on this. The, Sawyer was his friend, son of my friend, who we went to London and Switzerland together with them. There was, in front of our hotel, they had, like, this little, I don't know how to explain it, like a statue thing, but it was changing colors. You can climb on it and it would like change colors. So he remembered that like he was playing there and that was like his favorite part of London. So they do remember, they associate places with experiences that they spent and who they spend the time with, especially if it's kids of their age. But it's, that was our first time going to not a resort destination with other people, not just us. So we had to coordinate and I've, planned quite a few trips for um, like my family, my husband's family, us and friends. So planning a a trip when there's several families involved, that's the hardest part. Because if you're just planning for yourself, you're like, okay, I like this hotel. I want to do this. Or like, you know, if you want to change your plans on the way I'm, you, you talk to your husband and you guys kind of like, you know, usually on the same wavelength because that's why your husband and wife, like you get, (laughs) I would hope you get along. Or or they have to be. Or they have to be. Yeah. Or like you just cave into whatever kids want to do. They want to go to the pool. You give up on the wine tour and you go to the pool. But when there are other people involved, it's hard. Like we, when we went with my best friend, um, to our, uh, to Switzerland and London with her son is the same age as my son. We had a great time, especially the first few days. The kids were entertaining each other. I'm like, this is awesome. Why haven't we done before this? But then on like day five out of like the 12-day trip, the boys were like at each other's throats. Like they wanted the same toy. They wanted the same (laughs) iPad. They wanted to sit in the same seat on the train. So it's like, okay, now it's, I mean, you have two kids. You know how it is. Like I only have one. So like for me, I was like, oh, this is a new dynamic. Now I have, and it's also like, it's not your kid. You can't discipline them. You can't tell them to like drop this, you know? So it's. You, you don't want to like step on your friend's toes, but at the same time you yeah. want to like make sure. And then it's for adults and everybody has different tastes. And, and also it's not even that, like everybody has a different travel style. So for example, my husband and I, we're huge walkers when it comes to traveling. Like we never really, like unless we have to get like from a point A to point B, like in a certain time, we'll like take a taxi or a train or whatever. But otherwise we'll just walk for like eight hours a day around London or wherever we are. Our friends are not that big on walking. So it's yeah. like, you know, the first time we were like, oh, we're going to go. They're like, it's a two and a half hour walk. We're like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like to me, it's like a normal thing. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I wouldn't walk here for 10 minutes in New Jersey because I just <laughs> <laughs> like going for a walk. It's like, huh. but in Europe, I'll walk 20,000 steps and no problem. So it's like we, you have to like kind of have that flexibility and that tolerance towards like other people's preferences and we said you know what you guys like we all had like I think lunch that day and and they wanted to go to the hotel to spend some time at the pool and to me if I'm in London pool schmool like I can get that in New Jersey like I need to check off everything I need to see in London the new restaurant the new market get all the magnets for my fridge that's like expand explore (laughs) exploding from all the oh no you're one of those yeah I'm like I'm schlepping like I always bring half an empty suitcase because like I need to like bring all the souvenirs. So like I have my agenda. I was like, you know what? You guys do you. Like no hard feelings. We're not upset. We don't have to be tied at the hip for the rest of the trip. Like you go to the hotel, you relax. We'll do our two and a half hour walk. <laughs> you yeah. know. And like Ruben was also smaller last year, so we could still put him in a stroller and give him a an iPhone with cartoons and or like iPad, and he was happy. But like a lot of people take it very personally that like, you know, if you 
don't do everything together or like you don't agree and it's hard like it's hard to agree on everything together in pre-planning because you show a hotel to your parents your in-laws your friends or your cousin and everybody has an opinion so it's like how do you so I feel like a lot of times when I do multi-generational family trips I become that like family counselor more than like anything else (laughs) (laughs) so like I usually I prefer working with like having one point person like let's say if we're doing your family like you probably will be my point person because we're friends and we have a connection but then I would be like coaching you how to talk to your family like how to present this option so that they don't feel like you know you're pushing your agenda you're stepping in their toes so it's like it's a whole different ball game <laughs> yeah exactly at least with family you know sometimes it's like okay they're family you kind of don't have a choice but I think going on holidays with like a friend like you really it takes the whole relationship up to a whole new level it's like you know when you first started dating and then your first weekend getaway it's like a it's a big deal and it changes the dynamic so it's important to choose carefully (laughs) and make sure you know you're really committed to that but no you're absolutely right although I gotta say one of the things we've really started to do every time we travel to like a really nice scenic destination and I'm not saying this because I'm a photographer, but we always book a um, professional photography session because that's the only time. Like if you look through all my vacation photos, because I'm the one that's taking pictures of everybody else, like it, it's almost like I'm not there. <laughs> you know, I'm always the one that's taking pictures. So having that one session of like professional photography, you just have memories and I mean everyone looks nice and it's it's so worth it yeah I can't agree more we actually did that for the first time in London we did it I think we use flightographer and I'm happy to share the information in the um, show notes for listeners flightographer is a great service because you can book a private session with anywhere essentially in the world probably if it's like a remote place it's gonna be a little bit harder but in big cities like london new york rome paris um singapore like i I wouldn't think it would be an issue you can see their work uh their profiles online and yeah like we first of all i was super excited to do that because we've never done that in a destination we usually do one like family photo shoot here at home like either for the christmas cards or whatever like something along those lines but i was like why don't we do that together like with, with our friends that we went in London and it was so much fun. It was like the pictures came out amazing. And now we have these great memories that we probably would not have had. We probably would have had like, you know, a selfie within my arms sticking out as usual. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> the one taking pictures and somebody's always like, you know, has their eyes closed or is not looking the right di- direction. So I was like, yes, now I, I always want to do like a professional photo shoot so that I have at least a few pictures where everybody's like looking decent and not yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so worth it I think but that's such a cool site yeah they they've been, they actually had um I don't know if they still have it they used to have um when COVID broke out a great promotion where I think you would pay something like $200 and you get $300 worth of credit for oh. the session so I snatched one of those gift cards and I'm like, where am I going to use? I mean, it doesn't have an expiration date, but I'm like, now, now I have an excuse to, to travel because I have this gift card. <laughs> to use. I have to use this gift card, even though the vacation is going to be like a lot yeah. more than $200. <laughs> oh I was talking to my husband the other day. I was like, we're going to like take a road trip to like Finger Lakes. Should we like do a flight photographer there? <laughs> He's like, Finger Lakes. <laughs> 
maybe we'll do maybe I'll, like, I'll convince him and we'll do like a photo shoot next to the waterfalls but that's so cool that now you know you're doing all these road trips and stuff i think that's that's i always get inspiration when i check check out your instagram oh. and i see it. i'm like are you sure that's in new jersey yeah <laughs> or maybe it was new york or somewhere <laughs> yeah well there's so much in our own backyard that we don't know about because you know like they say like be a tourist in your own city like sometimes we would like before COVID we would go to New York for like a weekend stay like overnight in a hotel which would cost like a freaking flight to London <laughs> but then we would get to experience New York City in a different light than when you're schlepping to work or like when I used to work in the city like on commuting and it's a whole different thing but now that we don't get to travel overseas much this year at least because of everything that's happening and the, the the wanderlust bug in us you know like it is just dragging us into in onto the road like we ha- we're kind of forced to see what's nearby and there's so much so many interesting places in new york new jersey pa connecticut vermont i was like wow it's like when we went to vermont in the summer the we had we've seen some mountains i was like i wouldn't if somebody showed me pictures of the, these mountains and the mountains that I took pictures of in Switzerland, I wouldn't know the difference. Like it, they were just gorgeous, but we're so biased. It's like, ah, it's, it's us. Like it's, it's home. It's not interesting. It's, yeah. That we, we don't, we don't give it the credit that it's due, I guess. Yeah. I have a confession. I've lived here for like some time. I've never been up to the empire state building. I have never gone to see the statue of Liberty, like actually go there. Yeah, um, we actually got tickets to go out to the crown one time after it reopened. And this was obviously pre COVID. But because we got there so late, we only managed to make it to like the bottom and we never get to go up onto the ground. So we had to give up that ticket. But when you live here, you 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 take advantage of the fact that like, oh, I'll do it later, you know, and then you never end up doing it. But the United States is huge, right? There's yeah. like, so many places to drive to and all that so maybe that's like what how we need to holiday now for some time yeah unfortunately because the borders are closed like we can still go to mexico and some caribbean islands if people are okay with flying in the mask which for me i think is the biggest hindrance and that's why i'm not getting on a plane because i just i can't breathe for four five six hours i'm not even talking about going to europe in the mask so even though people are like, well, you can go to Mexico. Like, I would love to. Like, I'd be the first one, you know. Like, I, I wasn't scared of the whole. I mean, obviously, I was scared of COVID when everything happened. But now I'm kind of like over the initial like panic and right. with the right precautions. And I know hotels are doing a great job cleaning and sanitizing and keeping occupancy low. Like, I would totally go to Mexico or Jamaica or Aruba or anywhere else. But I just can't imagine like myself on the plane for so long in the mask. So. I have to wait until that at least is not as mandatory as it is right now. Maybe like a little bit more optional. Maybe they have better masks or what, because I am like dying when I'm breathing. Like I go into the store and like 10 minutes later, I'm already like all sweating. And so that it's not for me. So like, I, but I still need to get out and see places. Cause like, if I don't change the scenery and like, if I keep sitting in the, by the computer or at home, like I go crazy. So like I tend to look for places to see and we try to do things every weekend and there's so much to see and do like even even before because as much as i love to travel i can't afford to travel 365 days and we would when we would go into the city like last summer we did we literally got tickets for the double decker red bus 
around the city. And like Ruben loved that because it reminded him, first of all, it reminded him of London. Second of all, it was like, it was fun because it's not something you do every day. And for yeah. kids, like they don't care if you're in London or New York, like they don't, they don't know the difference. Like they just want to have fun. So there's definitely hundreds of things you can do in your own backyard. Even now with the COVID, if you, you know, have take the right precautions and now everything obviously has, like you have to book everything online in advance. And like we were, I was just before jumping on the call with you looking at drive through safari. I'm like, Oh, maybe we'll like do that this weekend. And I'm like, Oh, I have to book everything in advance, which yeah makes it better for me because i'm a crazy planner like everything has to be like set on the schedule but for people who like not as flexible like that makes it a little bit more difficult and gives them anxiety because like they have to commit um but that's how you know that's the world we're living now they have to control the capacity they have to make sure that they know who's getting through the doors and everything yeah but that safari is absolutely worth doing and yeah you you guys didn't we did it and it was amazing. The giraffes came so close to us that set off the car sensors. The boys just had a blast. Um, it was a long drive only because, you know, we were going so slowly and we wanted to see all the animals and stuff. But um, yeah, there's so much here in the U.S. I think um, I always say I want to go back to look at your, your road trip planner that you made. That's yeah. so amazing. But now it's Me like, too. oh already september but i think we're going to continue using it in the fall yeah actually speaking on the road trip planner i just added uh 20 more destinations for fall foliage so oh my god yeah every weekend you can go somewhere and see something and it's you'll you'll never run out of ideas (laughs) it's a photographer's like dream (laughs) essentially yeah absolutely well, Clara, I don't want to take more of your time. This has been a lot of fun getting to know you more from non-business perspective, more from your travels and from your family and your kids. Um, oh, thank you. I do want to do something fun at the end. Oh, boy. So I prepared. This is how I, I'm, I'm thinking. Like I was like, maybe we'll do something different. So I prepared a few rapid-fire questions. That I'm- <laughs> so I'm going to throw them at you. The first thing that comes to your mind, and they're all travel related. So it's not okay. nothing like nothing personal, nothing crazy. <laughs> okay. So if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh boy. My college days. Uh, <laughs> don't we all one particular spring break that it was just awesome backpacking oh that was such a good time <laughs> that's awesome um place you most want to travel now where i want to go to now i would love to go to the maldives oh yeah we talked about that that's, yes that's a good one what's your favorite junk food oh potato chips <laughs> Fries, chips, any fried potatoes, anything potato and fried. <laughs> yep, I feel you. What's your favorite childhood TV show? Uh, hmm, Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Well, it was like these bears that are rainbow colored and they all had a theme like sunshine, rainbow. Interesting. Well, I didn't grow up in this country, so like I missed a lot of like 
that pop culture from like the early days. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have. I wore that to high school with cargo pants. Wow. And braids in my hair. Yes, I know. <laughs> what but that was was that in the US? Or that was not in the US because you didn't go, go to school in the US. Well, it was in China. It was okay. in Beijing. It was an American school, but I felt like that was like what the cool kids did. You know those like strappy sandal things? Yeah. Like the sporty looking ones, but with socks. <laughs> And cargo pants. I would hate to see a picture of you wearing that. <laughs> Never. No, I Never. can't. I, I can't afford. <laughs> I'm gonna burn it all. <laughs> uh, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, soupy noodles. Soupy noodles. Because that's what my son wanted for dinner tonight. <laughs> nice and the last one well when was the last time you stayed out past four in the morning oh my lord um a long time ago i don't even stay up till midnight for new year's countdown like that's just a thing of the past maybe i'll come back in the future yeah when they but, get um, a little but, older but jet lag doesn't count right because we were no. pretty jet lagged when we first came back from singapore this past year but Yeah, I think that was the only time. <laughs> no, jet lag doesn't count because that's not conscious. That's like that it's it's making you do it, you know. <laughs> well, Clara, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Can you share with our listeners where they can find you if they want to book a photo shoot, a branding photo shoot, a product photo shoot with you? Sure. Um, so my website is uh, clarawangphotography.com um, or you can find and see some of my work or follow me on Instagram, which is also clarawangphotography. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for your time, Anna. I appreciate this. This was so much fun. The rapid fire one was fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad this worked out. Thank you so much. You did great the first time. I hope our oh. listeners enjoy it and we'll share it soon. Thanks so much, Claire. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss our next episode. If you're planning an international family vacation on your own, you're probably missing out on authentic experiences in our seamless execution of the most complex itineraries. Head over to aleganatravelboutique.com and click on Plan My Trip to grab a free consultation on my calendar. I look forward to helping you create the most unforgettable travel experiences with your family. You have been listening to Alegana Travel Boutique Trips and Stories podcast. Alegana Travel Boutique is a luxury travel agency. We specialize in completely custom-made trips and experiences for couples and families. I'm your host, Anna Fishman, owner and founder of Alagana Travel Boutique. Having traveled extensively through 27 countries, I have built incredible relationships with the most fascinating people in the travel space and have curated a personal world of practical travel information that I'm so eager to share with you. From the best hotels and resorts around the world, to agriturismo mom and pop farms. From castle hotels to century-old wineries owned by the several generations of the same family. 
to the most unique and authentic, historic, cultural and epicurean experiences. Olegana Travel Boutique is your one-stop shop for jaw-dropping European itineraries. Want me to create one-of-a-kind custom trip for you? Let's chat. Grab a time on my calendar for a free consultation through a link in show notes. Thanks for listening. Ciao till next time.